What's up, guys? Welcome to The Road Podcast, the podcast where we talk about overall well-being, health, and all the crazy things that happen on this road that we call life. I'm your host, Jonathan Shane. What's going on, guys? It's your boy, Jay Shane, The Keto Road. Welcome back for another episode, guys. We have a special episode, special Christmas Day episode. I am in Simpsonville, Kentucky. It is snowing outside. I've never had a white Christmas, which is awesome. So I hope that as you listen to this into the new year, this will probably come out um, the Monday after Christmas. I hope that you enjoy it. I hope that it really resonates with you. Uh, My special guest today is no other than my father-in-law, Donald Grimes. Uh, Don is an amazing guy. I am definitely a man that I look up to in my life that his level of discipline and his level of go-getting just resonates with me so much. Um, and we, I think we think on the same level on a lot of things. He's been keto for three years. He's a father of five. Um, and he's just an absolute beast. So I'm really excited to have him on the show. Don, how are you doing today? Nate, I'm glad to be here. I am blessed to be here actually. Yeah. It's going to be a good show. So tell, um, obviously the audience doesn't know who you are. Um, tell them a little bit about your story. Where, uh, what, what is your life like? So I'm a father of five, soon to be a grandfather of seven. Yeah, it's nuts. And uh, so uh, what what makes me take what makes me me? And uh, I'll spare you the long story. The short story is, is that I am an IT manager. Uh, I manage uh, several different accounts uh, in my that that's what I do. Uh, my passion lies within a few different areas. One is my life and walk with Christ. Two is uh, uh, discipline in the in the areas of of the ketogenic lifestyle, uh, discipline in the areas of keeping my, my mind sharp, uh, discipline in the areas of, of my physical activity, you know, going to the gym five days a week. So, I mean, these are things that, that make me tick and what resonates in my life and what I really love to do. Uh, and, uh, and I also like talking to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fun. So, okay. So I'm curious, cause I, I've heard you say it before, like when we're just having conversation about, you know, you used to not be this way, you used to not, not be as organized and stuff like that. Yeah. So I'm curious what developed the person that you are now? Cause I'm sure there are people that are listening right now. They're listening to you and they're like, well, I could never get like that. And I'm yeah. sure that there's one place where you looked at, you could go back in the past right now and your older self would see you and go, who are you? You're not me. So like yeah. what, what, <clears throat> what, what developed where you are now in kind of your headspace? Yeah, I was I was an undisciplined slob as a kid. Um, <laughs> it, it was horrible. Um, I, I see my my youngest son. I, I see myself a lot when I look at that and mm. look at the way he keeps his room and the way he d- disciplines his life or lack thereof. Mm-hmm. And uh, whether it's um, playing video games all day and just indulging the flesh on the flat and what the flesh loves to do. And uh, but back in the day in Bible college. Uh, so I, I surrendered my heart to Christ at a young age. And um, what, is a, what does a new Christian do? It's like, oh, we go to Bible college. And and yeah. so, <laughs> so so we did. And one of the things I was really praying about was discipline. It's like, I need more discipline. I can't discipline myself. So I would fast. Uh, I fasted for several days. Um, and a big portion of that was discipline. I think I fasted once for 10 days. Now, I, f- I fell off the bandwagon. I went and ate some cookies and ice cream and then I got <laughs> right back into it. But that it was, <laughs> it, it was something in my life that I think was life changing, mentally speaking, that I became disciplined over the course of time. It wasn't automatic. It wasn't something that, that just one day I woke up and I'm disciplined now. 
it was a it was an ongoing process and um i've learned over over time and i'm 50 now but i've learned that there's no shortcut there's no shortcut to life there's no shortcut to keto no shortcut to physical you know being uh you know physically uh, uh, fit there's no shortcut to your spiritual walk there's no shortcut to wealth it's all discipline and and so at the end of the day uh you know that's really something that resonates in my life and something i try to pass on to my kids do they listen no <laughs> but, but i can be that example you know no i, I resonate yeah. with that i feel like i i think about I don't, you know Haley's not here yet but i feel like not that all my followers are my kids because they would yeah. i would totally get flack for that if i said that but um there's kind of like this resonation of like you know, not that you have everything figured out, but you have a lot figured out, you know, because of life experience and growth in certain areas, regardless of age, I feel. Um, and you want to pass that on to other people. And I've realized though, and this is something I've really had to to resonate with and understand. It's like, you can't make them, you know, like there's nothing you want to so bad. Cause you're like, your life would be so like, like I think about people that, like, that, that follow me that have eating disorders, right? And they're not willing to do keto or they're not willing to get help. They're not willing to – they would rather have the extra money to spend on their binges than get coaching, right? And I and, and I hurt for them because I want to make them do it. Mm -hmm. But it's like you can't, right? And you, all you can do is like live it out in front of them. And you know something I heard speaking of, uh, of the Christianity lifestyle we love so much and, and, and strive for, you know, I heard the other – you know, from somebody one time. I'm paraphrasing here, but it was something like, you know, the best way to share the gospel is to walk it out in front of somebody. Mm -hmm. And it's yep. kind of like this. It's the same with like keto. It's the same with like discipline, right? It's like this idea of like, all right, like I can't, I can't make you. Sorry, we just had a snow truck come that's by. A, that's a snow plow. That was cool. <laughs> um, and uh, that was cool. Uh, but, you know, you can't make people have these things. All you can do is walk out in front of them and hope one day it clicks. And it's really cool though it is it, i feel like it's gratifying when it does click right um, i'm sure like with with robbie your oldest i'm sure like when he you know got married and all that started you were like yeah there we go that's a man um you know it, so yeah so three years ago uh -huh. when it, whenever you brought keto to my life yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> i became a keto convert <clears throat> and something clicked i'm like wait a minute that makes sense yeah you know and and, and we can go there you know as far as <clears throat> what you were bringing, what you were modeling and what occurred in my life, in my head, I was like, wait a minute, there's some possibilities there. And, uh, and just to give you guys a little bit of background, I'm actually a cancer survivor, uh, mm. 15 years. Uh, one thing I've learned over time is that sugar, um, that actually, I believe that feeds cancer cells. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and so one it's of the things I, I've been through cancer, I've been through the chemo, uh, which how, how you fight cancer when you're in the, in the heat of things, when the doctor tells you, you got a 50, 50 shot of living. I'm like, well, what works? Well, we have experience with this, with chemotherapy and this and that. I'm like, well, if you have a life and death decision to make, you're like, well, let's do what works. And, uh, well, <clears throat> I'm going to have to suffer and that's no good out there. I'm going to have to <laughs> suffer, uh, down the road of, you know, the, the results of what chemo does to people. It shortens your lifespan. If you, you can have, is it CAD? I have no idea. Uh, it, I don't it, know much it, about cancer. It, it messes up your arteries down the road. Okay. Um, and so what can I do right now in my life to help eliminate some of those risks? And one of those things is eat right, is exercise, just be disciplined in your life. You know, but but anyway, three years ago, you 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 kind of and you weren't 
I don't think you had you you had nowhere close to the knowledge base that you have right now. No, I was literally just like, um, by the way, guys, I had a weight loss plateau and uh, I switched to bacon wrapped chicken thigh and I'm ripped. So <laughs> something's working. I'm like, so <laughs> so okay, so so you actually brought up a good point, and I want to dive into like kind of the, the mind shift with cancer. I, I I think people could really could really use some of that because I feel like with 2020 being crazy, I feel like it's just a good refresher to know that like there always could be worse possibilities and then how you come out of those yeah. is really good. So I really want to touch on that. But yeah. something you said and something that really, if you want to, you know, like have you ever seen, I don't know if you've ever watched family guys, definitely not a Christian show. Something that I watched not, not watching out, but there was a skit in it one time where Peter did this news network show called it grinds my gears. Um, and I've always just still used that term of like, this grinds, you know, what really grinds my gears. <laughs> and something that does is I hate how reactive humans are with their health. Mm-hmm. It is the most agitating thing. And granted, I'm here for that, right? Like, like one reason I have a, a business that I wake up to every day and love is because people come to me when they've hit bottoms in and they need to yeah. do something they've never tried before. Yeah. But I really wish my clients would come to me as the first option. I really do. Um, but they generally don't, which is fine. But I just find that the lack of proactiveness in health is crazy. Like most humans do not start trying to eat healthy until they hit rock bottom. Yeah. It's the same with like spiritual. Right? Like they don't really try to like search like spiritual purpose and meaning. I mean, I, that's how I got saved. I hit Me rock too. bottom, Me you know, yeah. and, and the same thing happened with my health, right? Like yeah. I couldn't get my bulimia under control. I couldn't, you know, stop yo-yo dieting and I just was at rock bottom and I tried keto and it, it was my, you know, saving grace from a nutritional perspective. Yep. Um, and so I think that I, I just, I, I, what are your thoughts on that? Like the idea of like humans are extremely reactive and we have got to get a better handle on motivating people and encouraging people to create discipline around proactiveness to be proactive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and I'm learning that's, that's, that's the thing about every area of life. And it took me a while because get rich quick schemes or, you know, I'm a former insurance broker. And one of the things that appealed to me in that it was, um, you know, you can work for yourself and actually bypass working for, for anyone else and have, the ability to set your own schedule. And there's a lot of beauty to that until the economy crashes around you. And then it's like, oh man, uh, uh, first, the richest guy in the world, I forget, I always forget the guy's name. Um, he, he owns Berkshire Hathaway. Hmm. Um, I'll think of his name in a minute, but he, he says, you can tell who's skinny dipping when the tide goes out. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and, wow. and, and so when, uh, I can't think of his name. I'll think of it in a minute. But uh, he, uh, when when you are not prepared to be in a business, in other words, you're using debt to get into the business. And, and, and let's face it, a lot of companies use debt. Most companies use debt as a leverage tool to be able to launch their business for advertising or whatnot, which is which is kind of the way things are. But but when the tide goes out and when you have all kinds of issues in this world that's outside your control and, and you're just depending on debt, Oh man, how, how do you survive with that? And, and I think that's the same thing with your diet. It's the same thing with your walk with Christ. It's the same thing with diet and exercise, you know, with, with how you're eating. When bad things start to happen, whether it's you're, you're battling with cancer or whether you're, you're battling another physical ailment, um, this, this latest one uh, that, that's out there, the COVID, COVID-19, mm-hmm. we had that go through our family. And uh, I, I believe I experienced it as well. But it was like a sniffle, a cough, maybe a little fever. And then mm-hmm. a day later, it's gone. 
other folks in my household were dealing with it for weeks. Why? Because the tide went out and they were skinny dipping. I love that so much. <laughs> That's a great analogy. Yeah. It, it, financially, you know, you don't have your, your ducks lined up. The tide goes out, COVID-19 happens. And, and suddenly now uh, your, your client base dries up, whatever you're doing. Yeah. You know, whether it's, you know, the, the keto road <laughs> <laughs> or, or whether it's an insurance broker or whatever it may be. Do you have six months of savings saved up to be able to survive to weather the storm? It's an important thing to think about. Yeah. You know, how about your walk with Christ? A temptation comes your way. And then suddenly, and we were just talking about this, um, Robbie Zacharias. Yeah. We we're talking about, about him. His ministry was, was awesome. And he had some really good things. He focused on apologetics. Apologetics. Thank you. And, and, and what, I mean, what an apologist. This, yeah. this guy was awesome. Just like a human, any human being, though he succumbed to temptation, mm -hmm. and it was it was uh, and, uh, if you if you know who I'm talking about, you can just Google it. You can see there's some evidence there that that he fell. Um, and then there's a bunch of ministries like that. That the guy uh, there's a major church in New York City that recently fell as well. Justin Bieber's pastor. Oh yeah, yeah oh, that's name. another subject. Yeah, it's another subject. He's, he's another guy. <laughs> it's another. But but here's the thing: is that people fall, and you follow people. The, the thing is, is, though, is that in your walk, whatever you're doing financially, spiritually, mentally, are you ready? Do, do you have enough spare cash, as it were, whatever it may be, saved up to weather the storm? And so in your life, we're talking about keto. And, you know, are you are you ready to go in the event your 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 health has to weather a storm? This is uh, this is really something that floats my boat. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. No, I love that skinny dipping analogy. That yeah. is hilarious. I'm yeah. gonna get that on a poster. Yeah. Of course, not like drawn. No, no pictures. But I'm yeah. gonna get to. I, I still can't think of that. Guy. Yeah. Hold on, I'll, I'll find. I'm it. gonna get that quote put up. And but okay, so it's actually interesting because I don't talk about the COVID-19 a lot, and I probably should have because it was a huge trend and we probably would have drove a lot of traffic. But I just didn't find it. Necessary. Warren Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um. But, you know. Uh, Something that always goes on is is we uh sorry someone was calling me this is gonna be a fun podcast um uh, but we see um like oh where was I going with that oh I can't remember I totally just had a brain fart no tide goes out times going in oh yeah the COVID nineteen like so many people in the in the keto space are talking metabolic health like metabolic health like the vaccine is not super important right like and okay get it. Granted, you know, if you hear this and you don't like it, just unfollow me. It's fine. Um, but like, you should be healthy. Like, I'm, I'm, people are so reactive and they want the easy way out, right? Like, people love to order their groceries and not go get them anymore. I mean, we went, we went from hunting, we went from hunting buffalo in the plains, running after them with only spears and gutting them and eating their hearts right there on spot for the most nutrition, and then taking the rest of the meat back to the clan and eating it. We went from that to ordering our groceries and having them dropped off at our house. Like the level, like convenience is, and that's another thing we get into is like the, the mm -hmm. convenience gets in the way of, of evolution and not that, and not from like a genetic evolution standpoint, but I do believe that humans evolve in the terms of adaptation, right? Like we adapt, we, we overcome, we get better. Like we're, we're created, we're designed to evolve in our environment, right? Like, you know, you take a you take a human that's been in Texas his whole life and you put him in Kentucky where it's snowing, he's going to evolve in his habits, 
he's going to adapt to the environment, right? And I think that um, convenience gets in the way of our ability to adapt, to evolve, to to be better humans. Um, and so I just see things like the vaccine and, and 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 other like you know the big pharma, right? Where they give you a pill instead of you just eating right, right? Like I cannot tell you how many people. I've, that have come to me with like type two diabetes and they've reversed it, gotten off, off their medications. And all they did was start eating right. And so like we see this, but it's, it's because people like convenience the, yeah. and, and it, and it, and it stops us from evolving. In fact, it digresses us. It's a microwave mentality. Ooh, <laughs> I like that. Put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I want it now, but I don't want to pay for it. Oh man. That sounds like the snowflake generation. Oh. And for you guys that are my age, you, you could that probably resonates with you <laughs> these snowflakes oh man i'm looking at it's funny i'm seeing snowflakes outside and i'm seeing like they yeah. look nice they're pretty but they're so easily melted and destroyed right <laughs> that makes yeah. sense yeah there's yeah. like no but it's because we don't again like i i know that that word's like a buzzword in like yeah. the religious community but it does it the, the grammatical definition holds weight this idea of like us being able to adapt and evolve to our environments mm-hmm. um we're created to be able to do that right like that's why you see people in such different extremes still yeah. surviving yeah you know um but then you have people that aren't in no extremes and they only survive because they never get put in an extreme and the minute they get put in an extreme they wither away so so people want to take a pill and fix the problem mm-hmm. in in the medical community wants that as well uh, people want to take a pill and get bulked up you know red they, or blue <laughs> yeah red or blue yeah they want to take pills and get bulked up you know steroids or take shots and whatnot the easy way the shortcut uh they want to do the same thing find a get rich quick scheme to to fix their financial situation they want to do something in, in the religious area and get a a flash in a pan kind of religion where suddenly now you know oh i feel so good well that's awesome how does that apply to life when everything is falling apart in your life mm. how, how close are you to god when you pray for for your son your six-year-old son who's having a seizure and it won't stop and you lay hands and pray over him and he gets worse how close are you to Jesus then? Mm. How close are you to Jesus when you've been diagnosed with a with a life threatening illness and you pray and ask God and, and you say, "Why me?" I'm getting passionate here because this Go is for where it. I'm at. Why me? And that still small voice comes back to you and it's like, "Well, why not you? Are you something special?" You know. Mm. And then you, you that kind of rocks your world. It's like, "What did I do? What did I do to deserve this?" You know. It, I didn't molest children. I didn't abuse my kids. I didn't do these kind of things. And yet the bad things keep happening. My friend, faith is when you can still hold on to what you believe in Christ. Faith, and same thing, it goes with, with the keto. And people are like, oh, man, this is about religion. Oh, gosh, I don't want to hear this. <laughs> but this is the truth about life, Whether whatever area you can apply this to, whether it's walking with the Lord, or whether it's financial, or whether it's mental, whether it's physical, my friend, there's no shortcut. There's no quick. There's no quick fix in this thing. You, you, some people say, "Well, I'll just fast for 30 days, lose all the weight, and then and then it's all good." No, man, that that that's not how you do it. No intermittent fasting. I think there's something to that. Yeah. But you know, when it comes to a fix, like for example, um, duct tape. You know. <laughs> I like this. So this is going. <laughs> taking taking duct tape to fix a problem isn't a permanent fix. That's a short-term solution. That mm. is not a permanent fix. You actually have to get the tools out, take things apart, fix the broken part, put things back together, and bam, there you go. Now it's actually fixed. But this mentality that they're going to take a pill 
and, and, and think everything's okay, or they're going to take a shortcut to life. I'm sorry. There's no shortcut. Mm-hmm. It, it, it is a road that you have to go down. Hey, a keto, keto road. road. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you have to have a change in mentality. And so if that's you and you keep on doing this yo-yo keto stuff, I'm sorry. That's not how it works. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a lifestyle change. Mm-hmm. It's not a diet. I was debating with someone on this. He's like, oh, it's a diet. I'm like, it's not a diet. It's a lifestyle. Well, I mean, we both have a valid point. Diet, it depends how you how you define what mm-hmm. diet is. But it is a it is a change of mind. And uh, and I, I keep getting back to the gospel. No, we, it, it is a change of mind. Yeah. You know, the Bible says to repent and believe the gospel. What does mm-hmm. it mean? Change your mind. And so when you truly change your mind about your diet, about your health, about all this stuff, your actions are going to follow. Mm-hmm. Anyway, go ahead. I'm, I'm, no, I yeah. like it. I like it. This is yeah. gold. No, but I agree with you. <laughs> but I also think, and, and this is the thing too, and, and and this is why I'm a holistic health coach and I'm not just a keto coach like I used to be. Like I encompass more than that because yeah, I understand yeah. that. You know, you said, it, you know, we're going back to religion, but are we like when we're talking about faith, like we have, we have faith in more than just God. Like, That's true. think about it. Like I have faith. My car is going to get me to work every day. Mm. I have faith. It's going to get me to the, I don't ever question it. I don't ever doubt. I have faith in this chair. I, yeah, that it's going to hold me up. Yeah. I have so much faith in my chair right now that I don't even consider the idea of it breaking. And if it did, I would be shocked. Right. Yeah. Um, my yeah. nutrition, I have faith that the way I eat is going to allow me to live a long time. I don't even question the way I eat anymore yeah. because I have faith in it. Right. It's funny how we have faith strong like this, but sometimes we'd be doubting God. I think that's hilarious. But you know what, though? <laughs> that leads me back to three years ago. Yeah. John came to me, the keto road, say, hey, do this, man. Check this out. And I'm like, all right, let's do it. I'm, I'm doing it. And so I did it. And then uh, I got my blood levels tested like six months later. They weren't too good. <laughs> I was like, I don't know, man. And I think you told me, just, just hang in there. It'll, it'll be okay. And I just got my blood levels tested this year. They look good. Yeah, they do. Know? They look really good. Yeah. For an old fart like me. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, y'all don't, y'all can't see him. He's jacked. Don't listen to him, old fart, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm 50. I don't really have any gray hairs at all. Yeah, and I know. I, I, uh, I thank God and I thank my mom's genetics. <laughs> so, so my brother, he's 51 and he looks like it, Yeah, <laughs> but then again, he's not on keto. Uh, yeah. See, it's the keto. It's, it's just, I'm not saying it's all cohesive. I'm just saying yeah. it's all cohesive. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Yes, sir. All right. So I, okay. Yeah. I do want to get into this for a second. So yeah. going back to, you know, the lung cancer, it was lung cancer, right? Nope. What was it? It was called a germ cell tumor. Uh, it's uh, this specifically, it's a non-seminoma, uh, germ cell tumor. There's other words out there, but it was a tumor the size of a grapefruit that was next to my heart. Oof. So it was, it wasn't in the lung. It was between my lung and my heart about, about the size of a, of a grapefruit. Okay. So how, how did that affect your mentality towards Cause I'm sure like. And the reason I want to ask is because we are in this special time and and regardless of your perspective on the whole COVID situation, you know, I feel like we've all dealt and wrestled with like, what's the right decision? What do I do now? I'm locked in my house. And I'm sure some people have taken it worse than others, but I'm sure that you can relate to that moment of like, okay, like somebody that already struggled with depression, had an abusive family or whatever. Now they're stuck in their home with them. They're not allowed to leave. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, and they're probably at rock bottom. They might be listening to this right now. Maybe they have an eating disorder and they just yeah. feel like they can't get a handle on it. Right. Like yeah. to them, that's an issue. Right. So like, or maybe they have other health challenges, maybe other health challenges. Right. Yeah. So like, yeah. 
what was it like being in that place and what what did you have to do to get to the other side and what did the other side look like for you like mentally? So, so 15 years ago mm-hmm. right um so I, I like to think going back 15 years ago i thought i was pretty healthy i did and and i would work out uh, i ate garbage uh, i wasn't grossly overweight um that being said <clears throat> before i started this keto journey the road uh uh before i started the entire thing because i actually asked, i had started exercising and and i i was actually keto before keto was cool <laughs> <laughs> it, it, like a year or so before i had lost like 20 pounds before keto and then mm-hmm. with keto i lost another 10 so i've lost 30 pounds altogether but going back 15 years ago i like garbage um, and, and when I was diagnosed with cancer and, and given this, this trial in my life that I've never thought I would ever deal with, with this, um, uh, outlook that I may live, I may die. I don't know. I mean, it's tragic, man. And it's like, uh, I was a baby. I started crying over everything and, and it just changes your entire psyche and your total outlook on life. Is it okay? So if I die, then what, you know? Uh, before I went into surgery, they had to cut me from, from one side of my chest to my other, pop me up like a, like a trunk. And then they took out, um, a chunk of my lung, about, about a quarter of my lung, uh, a part of my pericardium in the tumor and then put me back together. But before I was going into surgery, it's like, okay, so if I don't wake up, then what happens? You know, and this is where the rubber meets the road. Mm -hmm. And then, so since then you start thinking, okay, so how do I prevent from going through that again? (laughs) I don't want to do that again. Yeah, That is horrible. And can I, can, can keto solve everything in life? Can it totally a hundred percent guarantee I'll never, ever get cancer again? I don't know if it'll guarantee that, you know, (laughs) but, but if I end up with something, some physical or major health ailment down the road. And by the way, I'm, I'm pretty healthy. I don't usually get sick, but when I do, it's a doozy, <laughs> like, like, like this cancer I dealt with, but I think, and I know, I know that when you do the right thing consistently day in, day out, when the storm does come, you can weather the storm. Mm-hmm. You can, like I mentioned faith, it's, it's not just a belief, but it's a doing, mm-hmm. it's something that you can grab hold of and hold on to in weather storms, whatever the storm may be. And so again, that just goes back to discipline and it goes back to where's your head? Where are those six inches between your ears? Mm-hmm. What are you holding on to? Uh, and, and so at the end of the day, <clears throat> when it comes to a holistic approach to your, to your health, your lifestyle, a holistic approach to everything in life, uh, it, you, you have to find a foundation where you can ground yourself. And so health-wise, in my opinion, my humble yet accurate opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I am I, the most humblest man I ever know. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. I mean, the ketogenic life, I, I, I'm i never going to go back. What, what, what do I have to go back to? We were talking about this earlier. Yeah. You know, in your walk with Christ, what am I going to go back to? Are you serious? What is there to do? So in our current environment, I'm probably taking us way off track. I'm sorry. Uh, There's no track. Rabbit trails. We're on a road, bro. We got rabbit trails. We've got certain family members who they don't care about the keto lifestyle. (laughs) And and so we get all kinds of sugar here during Mm -hmm. the holidays. And and so, and by the way, guys, as the man of the house, 
how do you do that? How do you just say no, no, no Coke? I don't think they do. <laughs> no, no sugar. I mean, come on. I mean, people have free will. So, yeah. so anyway, they've got this garbage food, cookies, icing, all this stuff that they're in the holidays. And I'm, I'm just not interested, mm-hmm. you know, and how, how is that? How's that? How does that not tempt me? Discipline. You, you find some sort of rock to hold on to something in, in your life. Anyway, I, I keep going, but did you want to plug something in here? No. That, yeah. So yeah, that stuff doesn't tempt me. And, and I don't like the way I feel after I have all that sugar. Yeah. It's just, it's just horrible. I don't like that. Yeah. The insulin spikes and, and, and then you get hungry a half hour later. One of my sons, I won't mention a name. Uh, he, he would, uh, uh, this happened about a month ago. He had, what did he have? Uh, I think he had a sandwich, bread, you know, uh, he had something with sugar in it. And then an hour later, he was back down here getting more food. I'm like, what are you doing? You just ate. He's like, I'm hungry. I'm like, well, you know why? It's because you're loading up with these carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you were on the ketogenic diet and you had a, a balanced diet with fat involved in it, you wouldn't be hungry right now. You'd be good to go for four or five hours. Easy. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, you're right. Um, I think of two things. I, uh, you were saying something about, you know, we were talking about being re- proactive and reactive, kind of like with the health and you were talking about your cancer story and how they yeah. kind of change your mindset. And I kind of maybe because you said weather the storm, but I thought about someone in a boat. It's yeah. so they like every human lives on their own boat in the middle of this huge raging lake of storms. And it's like, you know, if you tend to your boat, if you take care of it, if you check the sails, if you make sure there's no holes, if you if you clean it every day. And when the storm comes, it's pretty sturdy. You can handle it. But so many humans like sleep through the storm and then they wake up and they see water in it. And like, oh crap, they get a bucket and they start trying to like get the water out of the boat. Life, life consists of storms, period. You can't get, you can't get around that. Yeah. Might as well be ready for it. No, no, I agree. I agree. <laughs> no, I agree with everything you just said. That yeah. was great. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so yeah, no, so I totally get the weathering the storm thing and something that, you know, uh, Kind of leading into kind of like our last topic, I guess, is kind of like that idea of, um, you know, what's your excuse, right? We were just talking about that. And I really, I really like that idea, that idea of like, what's your excuse? Uh, I was listening to a good friend of mine, Goody Beats, and, um, you know, he uh, he's trying to become a professional bodybuilder. His work ethic is like no other. I mean, the dude's a madman. And he's enhanced, right? He's admitted to that, which is fine, you know, because I think those guys have to work as hard, if not harder, as a natural athlete to get the muscle they have. But he made a really good point. He's like, people ask me, and I don't talk about it a lot because I don't want to justify their laziness, you know, because like somebody maybe wants to be ripped. Maybe they want a lot of muscle. Maybe they want to get shredded. And they don't have the discipline to do it. They don't have the the go-getter to do it. They don't have the, you know what, I'm done with my own bull crap. Let's tackle this thing kind of mentality. And so they're not where they want to be. And they look at someone like him and they go, or like, you know, someone like you, right? Or maybe even someone like me that's running marathons and goes, man, you must be enhanced, right? Because the minute that they say, yeah, I am, they go, that's why. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm not, that's why I don't look like him because yeah. he's enhanced. It's not because I have no discipline. It's not because I eat garbage. It's not because I don't work out enough. It's not because I don't do any of the things I need to do to look like him. It's just because he has, it's just because he takes steroids. That's why he looks better than me. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that is such a good point. Like, and now I, I respect him so much more for keeping his mouth shut. I understand he doesn't want to enable people to just sit in their failures and use his 
um, his his um, achievements as an excuse for their failures. Right. I think that's beautiful. And yeah. so like it's kind of like, yeah, like you were talking <laughs> about that one guy. Uh, you can definitely tell them the story. I think you would say it better than me because I haven't seen it. But just like that idea of like, you know, like what is your excuse? Like, why are you willing to live a life that's mediocre? Mm. Yeah, the uh, I'll tell you that story in just a second. But I think of the pain of regret. Are you going to suffer the pain of regret or the pain of discipline? Which one would you rather suffer? And, and when you get in your 50s, you start thinking about the pain of regret or the potential of regret for leaving something on the table. You know, what is it that I could be doing that I'm not doing because I'm not willing to pay the price? And, and when you uh, the story we were talking about was about a crippled kid who was in a he, he actually wanted to run a marathon. He was able to finally run with a brace around him with wheels on it. He ran the whole marathon and at the end for the last 20 yards, his parents took him out of that brace and he ran across the finish line, crippled and all, and he could barely run. And when you stop and think about it, it's like, man, what is my excuse? I mean, and I, I've got excuses. I think I think we all have some excuses. You know, for for me, I, I've got a history of being an entrepreneur in different areas and I got burnt on it. What's my excuse? My excuse is I don't want to get burned again. Getting burned hurts. <laughs> Um, you know, what, what, and, and so we kind of were going that direction as far as, you know, what is, what is our excuse for not being where we need to be in our diet or in our, our daily, uh, uh, spiritual walk, or what is our excuse for, for, for not being where we ought to be in, in any area of life. And we've all got them. I've got them. You've got them. But at the end of the day, the only person that we can blame is ourselves. Uh, you can blame society, the economy, the president, the future president. Uh, you you can blame your parents. You can blame your spouse. You can blame your kids. Uh, you, you can go on and on with the blame game. But at the end of the day, you can control a lot of the stuff that's happening in your life. And and at the end of the day, if if you can build up some sort of reserve, some sort of inventory uh, of of the positive things that you need in your life to be able to rely on in the storm then you don't have to have the blame game and, and have excuses left and right. And, and I'm a, of the idea and mindset that excuses are like armpits. I mean, we, we've all got them and they all stink, you know? <laughs> well, mine don't stink as bad as they used to, but oh, yeah. <laughs> keto has keto. solved that. <laughs> the keto road. <laughs> but, but it's like, man, excuses. This is sometimes just drives me nuts. I can't go on keto because whatever, whatever your excuse is. I can't stay on it. It's not a sustainable diet. Doctors give this stupid lame excuse that keto is not sustainable. That's a that's a bunch of crap. I'm sorry. It is. It, how is it not sustainable? What about it isn't sustainable? You've got, and maybe their definition of keto is totally wrong. Maybe they're thinking it's all protein and, and nothing else. But when you're truly on the right type of, of ketogenic diet, you've got a balanced uh, what is the uh, the pie chart? A balanced uh, macro. Macro, right, yeah. right, right. You're you're not you're not over in in the protein. You're not under in the carbs. It's a perfect balance. And what what is and, and this? You know, Jay Shane knows all these these macros better than I do. But yeah, yeah. so uh, I mean, seventy five percent fat, generally twenty five percent protein, five percent carbs, or twenty percent protein, five percent carbs. See what I mean? He's just yeah. he's just he just got it. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, and so. People give the excuse that it's not sustainable. People give the excuse 
that, you know what, I can't save any money right now because I don't make enough. Seriously? You kidding me? You can't save 10%. Oh, we make a thousand a month. You can't save 10% of a thousand a month. Come on. What's happening is, is that either you're not making enough or you're spending too much. Mm. One of the two. And, and, and so I'm out, I'm hitting on a bunch of topics that has nothing to do with, with ketogenic, but it has everything to do with excuses. It has everything to do with discipline. You can't save 10% of your money. Are you serious? You know, uh, how about your, your walk with the Lord or your spiritual walk? You're saying that I don't, I don't have time. That's garbage. You have time to watch TV. You have, my wife will tell me. And uh, I think she has since stopped. But anyway, she says, <laughs> you have time to do what you really want to do. You make time to do what you really want to do. That's there's, facts. There's, there's no excuses. That is, okay. All right. So you're getting me hyped up right now. So like, <laughs> no, because I can't stand that. Like, I can't stand when someone's like, I can't do this key. I can't do this diet. And I'm like, oh, well, or I can't do this, or I can't pay for coaching, or I can't, you garbage, know, whatever. Well, and I ask them, I go, okay, why? And they're, I was like, oh, so you don't want it. And they're like, they're like, no, no, I want, I want to be healthy. I'm like, no, you don't. And they're like, how, mm-hmm. how can you say that? You don't know me. And I'm like, do you, okay, so, so let me get this straight. So you don't want to eat unhealthy. You want to eat healthy. Yeah. But yet, you can't eat healthy, but you can sit through traffic for an hour in a drive through to get your fast food burger. Mm. But you don't want that. Yeah. But you want to be healthy. Yeah. I think our definition, I think that we are we are excited by an idea, but we're not willing to go through the trials yeah. to get it. So we don't really want it. Yeah. But the idea is intriguing. It's like, oh, I would love not to make myself throw up anymore. I would love to, you know, not starve myself all the time. I would love to stop binge eating. Mm-hmm. I would love to, you know, not yo-yo diet with my weight up and down 30 pounds because that's extremely healthy. Um, I would love to not do these things, but I don't really want them. Because if you really wanted them, you would deal with the nuances of trying to get to them. Humans have this, I think we, I think grammatically, uh, definitively, we have a really bad definition of the word want in our society. And I think it really throws a lot of people off. Yeah. Yeah. That, that pain of regret versus the pain of discipline I mentioned earlier, you know, when you, when you uh, realize that when you're in a position in life, when you're, when you're, when you're so sick and tired of being sick and tired, that's when you have to make a change. You have to make a lifestyle change instead of making the excuses. And and like, like John was saying, I mean, uh, where was I going with this? I had a, uh, I had a, thought here oh yo-yo dieting mm-hmm. keto is not a yo-yo diet and in and, and this time of year people get this new year's resolution mentality i want to encourage you get out of that don't don't do a new year's resolution i'll lose weight after the new year i'm gonna go on keto after the new year i'm gonna go to the gym after the new year dude i go to the gym i go to the gym 260 times a year um, I, I, I keto diet. I have a, I have a ketogenic lifestyle, 365, 24 by seven. And then you get the people coming along in January who they want a quick fix, but they don't want to grind through it. And their quick fix is give me the pepperonis and cheese, you know, give me the keto foods if you, as it were. And so then when I'm going to the store looking for my ketogenic stuff that I eat every day, it's gone because, because people come in with a weak mentality that, you know, they're going to try it. Uh, and I would encourage you, 
If you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, if you're sick and tired of being broke, you're sick and tired of a spiritual malaise, you're sick and tired of what, you know what? You need to burn your bridges and just start and just go, just go for it, man. Um, when I say burn your bridges, some folks don't understand what that is, but uh, it has to do with a battle. And I don't know if it was Napoleon or what leader it was. I forget. Maybe, maybe, you know, and you feel free to comment. Uh, but it's, it's where this uh, uh, leader was going to battle in this battleship uh, or no, they're, they were going over a bridge for a battle. And he said, burn the bridges because when you burn the bridge, there's no retreat. There's no going back. You commit to doing it or not. And so when it comes to this lifestyle, it's a commitment. You do it, period. And, and, uh, and unfortunately, we have a mentality these days of when things get tough, you just quit. And, and, and unfortunately, that's just a horrible mindset. You know, it, they, they quit sports because it's too hard. They quit piano. I, I was raised playing the piano. You, you quit piano because it's, it's too hard. You know, you, uh, you quit your marriage because it's too hard. That, I'm, I'm sorry, folks. I'm going to be frank with you. That's just a line of crap. You don't quit because it's too hard. What happens when things get hard? You need to buckle down. If you're having marital problems, it's usually you. <laughs> you're the problem. Dude's spitting facts right now. People. You know, you're Clean the your problem. Ears out. Listen up. <laughs> you're the problem. So what you need to do is sit down with your spouse and communicate. You know, I've been married for 31 years, and I'm happy to say that it's not always easy. <laughs> it's, it, but when usually when it's not easy and we're having problems, it's me, and uh, I'm just I'm just man enough to admit it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what about you? You know, mm-hmm. where 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 are you at with all this stuff? But anyway, I. I can keep talking. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. I know I've messed up. I know I've made mistakes. Yeah. I know that I'm not perfect. I know that I'm yeah. going to wrestle with growth my entire life. Yeah. But I own that. Yeah. What are you doing with your life? Right. I mean, I yeah. mean, yeah, no, it's good. It's yeah. good. I love it. All right. That's a good yeah. conversation. So, all right. So, um, all right, Mr. Motivator, what are your, <laughs> tell us, tell us you completed so much. You've overcome so much already. I'm a punch, punch you in the mouth motivator. Sorry. Whoa. <laughs> I almost felt threatened there for a second. <laughs> um, what, um, what is the great Don Grimes have in store for his life? Since you've already overcome so much. Let them know that you're never, you should never be fully satisfied. So no. what, what do you plan on doing? What, what, where are you going with life? What's your plans? I mean, that's a great question. I mean, it, when, when I, when I stop and consider, uh, we're celebrating 31 mar- years of marriage this year. You know, honestly, it feels like 15. Uh, that's sobering. Cause when you add 50 plus 15, that's 65. I mean, life, life goes by quick. So what is my, what is my game plan? What is my, what is my goal? Um, one of them is I, I don't want to have life pass me back, pass me by, by always striving for the unattainable goal. But on the other side of that is, is how, how can I help people, uh, get through the excuses? How can I help them get through all the fog and malaise that happens just, just from the kind of, uh, situation we're here in America, just what we're bred to understand and know the microwave mentality. You know, the, the go through the drive through and a quick fix mentality. So what I would like to do is help people through all that. Um, and, and there's all kinds of topics to talk about in this, whether it's the ketogenic lifestyle. Well, while it's it could be your, your walk with Christ, it could be a number of things. But but one of the things that really flows my boat, as you can tell, uh, is is how do I how do I get my 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 head straight to be able to do this stuff? Because 
It's one thing to see the results that you want and envision the, the results that you want. It's an entirely different thing to be hungry. And, and, and maybe, maybe you're trying to get fat adapted and maybe you're having avocados or like me, when I first started, uh, I was, I was eating the cruciferous, cruciferous vegetables and my gut just couldn't deal with it, man. And I'm like, and you have to weather that storm and it, it's a storm, man. <laughs> Run to the bathroom. That's a storm, dude. And, and so people at that point just say, I, I quit. I can't do this. I'm like, whatever. Just deal with it. You know, maybe maybe change it up. Maybe instead of eating the cruciferous, maybe yeah. maybe go to some other type of vegetable that you can have. Yeah. Uh, so what is what is my plan? Where do I want to be? In, yeah. Wait, in wait. 20? I don't want to cut yeah, you okay, off. Go ahead. Go but ahead. No, no, no. Yeah. There's something you said. Yeah. And oh my gosh, you're totally right. Like, like this is a, such a powerful mindset mo moment. I remember like when I first went keto and even like two weeks ago, I tried a diet change and like I had the runs like crazy. Like yeah. I was going like four times a day. In fact, I went on a run. I went on a run and I had, I went before the run and I went twice during the run, which Ooh. is not fun. It's okay. I brought some other paper. I was, <laughs> I was prepared. The first time I was not prepared. I had to use pine leaves. That was not, oh. that was a story. Yeah, um, but the point is don't use porn as poison ivy. Oh yeah. gee. Oh no. <laughs> Talk about a butt itch. Oh my gosh. That'd be terrible. But the point is, is like I've had bouts of like when I went carnivore, when I went yeah. keto it, yeah. moments. And it's funny because I've had people message me and go, I have the run so bad. And they're like, and I'm like, okay. And they're like, no, it is so bad. And we try to come up with remedies, but like three or four days in, they're like, I can't do this diet. I'm having the run. Yeah. I can't stop. And it's funny that I had the exact same experience, but my mindset's so different. It's just a different breed. I was just like, okay, I have diarrhea. Oh, well, I have the runs. Hey, keto is <laughs> not working for me. I'm not losing weight. What about that excuse? Yeah. You know, oh, yeah, that's a good. Yeah. So I would say, well, what do you, my biggest thing is net carbs. Like, yeah. and, and we might disagree on this, I know, but like, I Whatever. do not like net carbs because I feel like it, while some people are shredded on net carbs, they eat, like, I know one guy, his name is at Keto Head. He's the owner of Heck of Food Bars and he's jacked, shredded to the bone. You would love him. His mindset's great. Yeah. He does net carbs. He eats like 100 total carbs a day, but he only eats like 20 net carbs. He eats a lot of fiber and vegetables. Extremely healthy man. But he doesn't eat crap. Maybe they're eating. My thought is they're eating keto crap. And, no, exactly. So they're like, so, and there is a such thing as keto crap. And it's like, and it's like, but they can't give up the brownie. They can give up the sugar filled brownie for the non sugar filled brownie. But the idea of giving up the brownie completely is just like a non negotiable. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so, like, they're really not willing to go through those hardships to be able to obtain what they're trying to obtain. Yeah. And I think it comes down, yeah, like, what's your excuse? How bad do you want it? So, yeah. anyways, I didn't mean to cut yeah. you off, but no, no, keep going. No, no, what's your plans? So, my plans <laughs> at, yes. at the end of the day is is to be prepared to die and meet my maker. Mm. That's, I mean, you can go broad with the plans. I like that. I we, like can, that. we can narrow the plans down a little bit, you know, zoom in a little bit more. What are my immediate plans? Uh, right now, I'm studying. I'm at, uh, I just got my bachelor's degree at the age of 50. Savage. Uh, I'm going to end up, before I turn 51, I'm going to have my master's degree. Savage. Uh, I mean, again. I'm too old. I can't get my degree. Uh, that's garbage. What are you talking about? You're too old. You know, I'm, I'm too old. I can't, I can't do the ketogenic diet. That's garbage. What are you talking about? You know, stop your excuses. And at the end of the day, you know, at, you, you only person you have to blame is you. And so when, when I get back to what, what are my plans? What I would love to do is help you. And, and, and whether or not you think that I'm a little bit too frank or whatnot, it may not be your flavor, <laughs> but, but for a lot of people, 
maybe they need a little smack around. Mm -hmm. And and at the end of the day, I would love to be able to help folks like you uh, to not that I'm perfect and not that I've attained. We talked about that earlier. You know, the Apostle Paul. Yeah, Philippians he's, three. Yeah, he's he's like, uh, it's not as though I've attained, but I he, he talked about bring his body under submission. And and the, the walk with Christ, it has to do with discipline. You know, and, and people are like, oh, the sin's just gonna disappear. The temptation to do this, the temptation to do that, you know, whatever it may be, sexual temptation, drugs, alcohol, and, and all this stuff relates to a lot of areas in life. And to think it's just gonna happen overnight. You know, suddenly all that's gonna go away. And it, it's a, it is a grind. It is a discipline. And so what I would love to do is help you get through those moments in life in, in, in several different areas. And I think it, when you just zoom it down, it has to do with your mentality, you know, in, in, in America, maybe you're on other areas of the world that aren't quite like this, but in America, it, it is a microwave. I know I've, I'm wearing this down, but it's a microwave mentality where you can just do it now, do it quick, do it easy. And there's nothing, there's no commitment needed. And, and that, that is totally false. You have to be, you have to be committed. You have to jump in and do it. Last story. I, uh, I took swimming lessons as a kid. I lived in St. Paul, Minnesota. And, uh, I don't know. I, I, it seems to me like, I mean, this is back in the seventies, but I'm, I'm thinking it's winter time. It, maybe it wasn't, but it was cold. And here a bunch of kids were, and they, they wanted us to get into the pool. And I'm like, dude, it is cold. I mean, that, you took dip your toe in the water. And it's like, you're nuts. I'm not going in there. And so what they, one of the things they made us do is get into a cold shower first. And I'm like, oh, turn, that, turn that up, man. I want some warm water. They're like, no, no, cold water. And then when you get into the pool, it's not as bad. Uh, but either way, the best way to get into a pool is to jump in and just do it. Mm. And then your body will acclimate. And, and so what I would, I would recommend in any of these areas, jump in with both feet and go commit and do it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, guys, we're going to, uh, I'll have all of the links to anything that he's going to be doing. We've got some big things planned for him. Um, I'm really excited for him to get his voice out there. As you can tell, it's very powerful. Um, so I'll put all that in the show notes if it's up and running. And if it's not, I'll edit it later. So if you like it, always come back and check if it's not there. Uh, Don? I enjoyed the conversation, man. Thanks for coming on. I did too, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. God bless you all. All right. Bye.